Welcome to issue number 88 of the Backyardy Fucking Podcast, everyone. We made it. Woo! It's issue 88. Yeah! And, and I remembered to unmute myself for this one. I am <laughs> That's a beautiful proud. number, 88. Beautiful number, number 88. Crazy 88. Ooh. A day that will go down in, in history. Before we get we dive into our first ever Bad Coyote Funky double feature extravaganza. Double feature, double feature, extravaganza, feature, double feature, extravaganza, extravaganza. double feature. That was I like, like that the worst history. echoing ever, but I'm going to take it. I was that was the best it. echoing ever. Because we did it. Yeah. We did it. <laughs> um, let's see who we have markers for tonight. Uh, joining us, as always, we have Dave the Bearded Menace. Iron Man sucks. What does that have to do with any of what? What was what was that? What was that? That's <laughs> the passcode, that <laughs> password that Batman says when he goes into. The oh, you're right. You're right. Yep. You're right. No, it was topical. It definitely was topical. You're right. You're yeah, right. I'm, I'm, my my mistake. Uh, Doctor Olaf Guard. <laughs> Good job. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. I brought my shark repellent spray to this podcast. It's the password he says when he goes in the Batcave. You know that's useless. You that's the movie we just watched. Jay's Mac. I'm thinking I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and the backyardy himself, Sergio. What's going on out there, in there, all around? What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in. Uh, and I'm your host for the evening, Booster Greg. Let's fire up that intro video so we can talk more about these double video movies. John Wick Chapter 1 debuted back in 2014, starring Keanu Reeves as a retired hitman trying to recover his stolen car from the Russian mafia while still mourning the loss of his wife and puppy. Instantly becoming a fan favorite due to the relatable nature of the plot and over-the-top action sequences, it's no surprise that a sequel has been successfully realized. John Wick Chapter 2 starts moments after the conclusion of the first movie and doesn't let up. Grossing $90.5 million in its first nine days of release, Chapter 2 has surpassed the original John Wick movie and plans to cap off the trilogy have been teased and confirmed by director Chad Stileski. But how was the movie? Is it owning up to the hype surrounding it? Or has it been a wickless candle unable to burn bright? Gentlemen, let's get funky. All right, so John Wick Chapter 2. Let's, let's just talk about um, something that kind of dawned on me during you know, watching John Wick Chapter 2. The fall of John Wick from family man to boogeyman. I'm really proud of, of that sentence. Family man to boogeyman because he's called the boogeyman in the yes, movie. Yes, we're proud of it too. That's great. <laughs> It's great. It's terrible. Um, it's let's let's talk about it. Like, like this movie was like so like cinematic, right? Like and, and it's it's very heavy handed with his um, like it, it's just a, it reminded me not that I've ever read this, but if I were to have read Dante's Inferno or know anything about it whatsoever, it kind of reminds me of that <laughs> it's a man's descent into hell for sure. For me, anyways, I don't know. How do you how do you guys feel? Is That's it? pretty much what it is. Is yeah. it really? I mean, I see it more as a story about a man and his dog. I mean, if you well, really it like was a story about it. a man and his dog in the first movie, and then I mean, technically, it's, it, technically it still is. I mean, where the red fern grows, but the red is blood. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, you could say it's his descent into hell, but technically speaking, he never left hell. He did though you know, for a very brief amount of time when he yeah. got he, out. He, and that's he the whole did, thing yeah. Marker. Which, which, which is part of the whole movie why he's out. It's oh my god, you brought yeah. him back in. Yeah, and this time for real. Well, no, that's like the whole underlying story of it also. He never really retired. Even like in the beginning of John Wick 2, the Russian even says, can a man like you really retire? He never really left. Somewhere deep inside, he was still there. No, but John he Wick was like... One. So he, here's here's my thinking about it. He was totally out. He was, he was gone. And then his, when his wife died, he wasn't... She knew. She had to have known who he was and what he did, right? Uh, and mm -hmm. she had to have known that her passing would cause a rift in his life that would bring him back into the life that he had. That's why she got him the puppy to kind of like help mourn, help him mourn her a little more, I don't know, have a little more healthiness to it. Um, and actually, if you look at it, that dog symbolizes the life that John Wick had. It was this cute little perfect puppy. It came in a perfect little crate with a perfect little card puppy. that came with it. Uh, and then Reek from Game of Thrones just kind of ruined it all. Yeah. Like he Goddamn wanted a Reek. stupid car uh, and stole the vehicle Beyond. that would leave or leave Bobby John Wick ultimately to his demise. And actually, at the end of John Wick One, he ends up getting that pit bull, which symbolizes the state that he's in at the end of that movie. 
I love how they kept the gag of like him killing people with a pencil. He's like, a pencil? A pe- who does it? Who kills the man with a pencil? <laughs> and then you and the guy it. was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, no, he did it. He's just like, yeah, no, he did it. He killed the guy with a pencil. Who does that? A pencil. And, and, then act- and then they actually show in this movie him killing these two dudes with a pencil. <laughs> oh, like what, and now one of the best so lines he says at the beginning, pencils. like one of the best lines he says in the beginning right there is also is like, all the stories you've heard of John Wick, I'm sure they've been watered down. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, and, and Peter you know, Storm, what's his name? Stormare? Stormare? The fucking Russian space station guy from Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's the Russian space I station. I love that guy. He's the best. That, like, I love like, how that guy's like tapcasted as like Russian gangster, but he's 100%. so perfect at it. He's the Just like Shooter McGavin, always the bad guy. Always Shooter bad guy. McGavin. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what his he actor's is. name is. We just oh. always call him Shooter McGavin. He's Shooter McGavin. Yeah, there's certain guy's- actors who, they're, they're their character's name forever. Yeah. yeah. Morpheus. This guy, yeah. if you say Morpheus Russian cosmonaut, you know exactly who he's talking about. <laughs> <Russian. laughs> That's how they're I built say, now. don't touch anything, don't touch. It was God, I fucking love America that guy. Space Station, Russian he's only Space Station, like- all made in Taiwan. He's only here for like <laughs> ten minutes. That, that's the best line. All made in Taiwan. It's it's all like he's like it's ten minutes, right? He's in it for, but it's fucking it's the best ten minutes. Like I, I lo- this movie, John Wick, uh, Chapter Two is like I think probably I, I know it's only February, but like my favorite movie that I've seen thus far in theaters. Oh my this god. Year. Uh, this just, this this movie was absolute god mode. Just oh yeah. just god mode. It was great. oh my god. He, it, like he threw in all the cheats, no clipping and everything. Well, there was clipping, but clipping. Uh, <laughs> dude, he, he freaking tilted. He put in the commands, and he was just like, "All right, let's go, dude. Let's get a bulletproof suit. Let's get all these crazy cool guns. <laughs> let's drink some expensive liquor, yeah. and let's go to work." Yeah, but like, what made this like movie like? Bot. You know, I heard he's like 100 percent accuracy and everything like that. <laughs> Aimbot. <laughs> Aimbot. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But what made this movie fantastic wasn't really... I mean, it was like the action sequence, but also like the cinematography behind it was like great, oh especially with the fight God. scenes. Yeah. They're very reminiscent of like Hong Kong like martial arts movies. Because in most... No and I'm sure like most people... Have, cam. <laughs> but I know like most people like have seen like a documentary where, when they talk about like um, Jackie Chan and how he sets up his fight scenes and stuff like that. They oh, follow this yeah. and this. They didn't have like that, like you said, Sergio, no shaky cam, wasn't close up and uncomfortable. It was far away. You got to see the hits. You got to see when like John Wick threw people over his shoulder or put him in like in an arm bar or like or like a triangle. Like you saw everything. He did like the the shitty gun foo from um what's it called? From <laughs> Equilibrium. Equilibrium. Yeah. yeah. The movie that tried to make it a thing, but it wasn't a thing. John Wick makes it a thing. He's doing <laughs> Gun fu shit yeah. and like firing up at people's faces, and it was just what. And it's also just the training that Keanu Reeves put into this, also that makes it believable. He hell yeah, whoa! In Brazil, he trained gi. He trained with like SWAT team guys on how to hold the gun, like, and he just looks so natural. He's not doing like two guns in one hand. And I'm not looking at anyone <laughs> firing. No, he's holding the gun in a way that looks like he's been doing this for years, natural. And if you watch the movie closely, you'll notice. Whenever he fires a shot, he doesn't blink. Yep. Dave, I actually saw the footage of him training. He didn't train that hard. All he did was plug a fucking cable into the back of his head and learn how to do that. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, that was a documentary. It was called it was the a documentary. It's yeah. documentary. The, <laughs> the ma- ma- matri- <laughs> matrikes, matrikes, right? Matrikes. No, there actually the is matrikes. video of him training though, and it is fucking intense. And like he Dude, puts I- his life behind this. Like, yeah. It's so legit. The way, like, as a gun enthusiast, like, the way he's holding his gun is actually how somebody would do, like, in a scenario like he's in in the movie. And he's just, it's so legit the whole way through. It's amazing. What, what was that one movie he did where, where uh, he, he was in the catacombs? Just fast-forwarding it a bit, but, I, but just to just this little snippet. Uh, he's, in, he's in the catacombs after a bunch of stuff or things happen, and he, ha- he has a pistol in his hand. And he reloads, but then he does this weird thing with his fingers at the top of the gun and then grips it back on the handle. Oh, I remember oh, that. I don't know, yeah. I don't know if you noticed that. He basically yeah. checked the chamber to make sure it's loaded. Like, he basically did with his thumb. He, like, loaded it, yeah. looked in the chamber to make sure, like, his, like, his, like, it was loaded and good and let go and it went back into, like, Oh, place. that's what that was. It was so weird because yeah. he was, like, like handled the gun, the top, and then went back. Really, I was like, whoa, what was yeah. that? I love, oh, like, okay. whenever he, like, successfully, like reloaded his gun he always gets this little like nod like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah good job which is actually job. simultaneously job, the same thing that i do when i'm playing gears of war and i successfully do like one of those power reloads oh. like, <laughs> yeah. yes. 
<laughs> yes, you, you hit the bumper to get the yeah. fast reload. It's like, here it goes. Uh, hit it right now. Yeah, yeah, and it, it gets like, yeah, the it overload, so you get the, awesome. those overloaded shots. That was a most I love you, excellent reload. I love that you equated <laughs> to that. That is the perfect personification of what he's doing. It's yeah, like, uh, wrap up, yeah, perfect. <laughs> it was and great. Um, reloaded the gun on the last round. He didn't waste a bullet. Yep. It's like he just... With one of the chambers still reloaded, he knew exactly how many rounds he had and how many he'd spent on like people. It was just <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it was one of those movies that um, was just watching it. I was just like on the edge of my seat a couple times. I was laughing at things maybe I shouldn't have been laughing at. Like uh, in the beginning, oh, yeah. uh, he played baseball with the car with the guy. Remember that? He just like fishtailed <laughs> him and knocked him. I was like, yes, that was, was sick, dude. That whole opening sequence was incredible with the Russian mob, and he's just like, we have a car that belongs to the Baba Yaga. And it's like, well, can't we just give it back? You think you can he's give just... back a car? This kind of guy. <laughs> and then here he comes just walking through just murdering people. He's in the shadow. You don't see our hero's face yet. And he's just murdering people, and then he gets his car back, and he's like, yeah, it's my car, and it's so <sighs> badass. And I love movie theaters where, where the audio is just dialed up to 11, and it's really loud because yeah. it just punches you in the chest. Yeah. When you watch movies in a movie theater and someone up in the booth is like, yeah, you guys want to hear all this? <laughs> so um, good. Oh, my dude, God. And he, and he pours Peter Stormare's own alcohol for, like, he pours oh, two cups. I'm like, the balls on this guy. This is, this is fucking crazy. Pours him a drink, pours himself a drink, gives it to him. He's like, drink peace. up, man. Peace. peace. He's like, can a man like you know like peace? You even know peace. There's oh, a man. lot of like Western qualities in this movie too, I guess, right? Where yeah. like they have a lot of standoff moments without any like action. I guess it like it really creates like a great environment. It's got some kung fu, you know, moments, and it's got some Western moments. It's kind of like you know, perfect baby. Oh God, <laughs> you're, yeah, you're not you're not lying. There's plenty of parts that are just like you could just almost see the tumbleweed go by, and you're like, oh, they're gonna <laughs> things are gonna get bad. But yeah, I thought the action in the first one was crazy, but this one, like Greg yeah. was saying, his his uh, his fall, you know, from from a Family Guy to to this. One. I mean, in, in the first one, yeah, he he was far removed from family, but I think there was a moment where he was at peace, where he was like, "All right, I don't have to do this anymore." And then here comes this guy, our main main protagonist. He's just like, "I'm calling you back into service to do something for me." This is an unbreakable pirate bond. It looked it looked like one of those it's like terrible. it was like parts of the parts yeah. of the Caribbean like coin things. Like, isn't that Jack? Sparrow's like next he was movie? gonna like summon Davy Jones from like the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> Ninety nine souls, John Wick. Three days. My dog, love. <laughs> but yeah, you know what I liked about that part though? It's like they do something really smart in this one that they did in the first one. That Serge, you and I talked about when we first saw John Wick was they give you a glimpse into their world without going nuts about yes. it. Yes, like you, like I, I, because I don't know about you guys, but I still have questions about this world they're in. Like who controls it? How do you get involved? There's so many things in this world and like just how educated every single assassin is. They're all bloodthirsty killers, but they're not idiots. You can tell by the way they carry themselves, how they talk to each other and how they like handle weapons and guns. They're all educated monsters. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of interesting. They have like almost in, what was it? He goes to Rome, right? He goes to Rome and he sees uh, common, right? And I'm looking at him. I'm oh, like, is he man. just like Rome's John Wick? Is that what this guy's deal? Yeah, doing? that's what he was. It was so good. I don't common, common killed it in this movie. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah, he did. He was, as soon as I saw really him, I'm good. like, as soon as I saw him, like, oh, they're gonna fight, and it's gonna be like the best fight in the movie. It was. It was no common fight. Ah, I've been holding on to that I mean, since I saw he was in the movie. So proud of you. Oh man, yeah, that fight was very uncommon. And uh, two I, for I two, he was giving. Dude, he was giving John Wick the business because you have to figure there has to be someone who can kind of come up to his level. I know he's a Baba Yaga, but there has to be somebody who can kind of match him. And I love that it was Common. It wasn't some like random guy introduced. Ah, I mean, Common is, but it's like we know Common and we know like, all right, here's the main focus guy. And just the way he looks, he's just menacing. And they're going toe to toe. They're brawling together. You know, but this whole premise is crazy that I was like, all right, how is John Wick going to get back into the fight? And this guy comes along. He's like, oh, there's this high council in our society that dictates all the assassins. He's like, okay, there's like a high society, mm. a high table, so to speak. It kind of reminds me of like in, in the Avengers movies where, where Nick Fury uh, was talking to that, that shadow council. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, they, they didn't really explain in the movies, but 
for all you comic Oh my god, movies. John Wick exactly is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe confirmed! Uh, <laughs> imagine it's like Guardians of the Galaxy and like Freaking John Avengers Wick. versus Bobby. Bobby Yeager. <laughs> well, to be fair, like Common, Common was a great. Uh, would you say he's like a nemesis or a rival? What would you say? A little bit oh, of both. Man. A little Common, a, a little bit, of, a little bit of both. Yeah, because yeah. They're, they're friendly with each other and they knew each, like what each other drank. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and it was just really cool to see that they, they, that professionalism. But it was really interesting to see how they brought him back because they kept showing this new dog, and I was just like, okay. And then yeah. his mansion got blown. Okay, but yeah, this guy's like, okay, there's a high council. I want a seat there. My sister has a seat. I can't kill her. She's my family. I'm gonna get John Wick because we have this blood oath that's in pirate pocket lot go you know mm-hmm. Sterling whatever Full Metal Alchemist pocket watch. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this where they make transmutations? <laughs> He's like, here you go. You're right. called back into the brotherhood. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> He's like, kill my sister who has a seat in the high council and do that, and then your blood oath is done. Otherwise, like you're gonna get a hit on you. Every assassin's gonna come for you, and that happened anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like to be fair. I guess like Common was a, f- he wasn't even like an even match. Like if John Wick was fully rested, Common would not be an, an equal match. That's true. This literally happens in the four days after the first movie. Yeah, like he lie. he takes a four day like slumber and wakes up and does the second movie, and he got like the shit kicked out of him. Got hit by a car and. Dude, that brawl in the alleyway against Common was the best thing because it was so oh sloppy and lazy God. and it was just so realistic. Yeah. I, I love the comedy factor, them rolling down the stairs. It's like, well, whoop, tackle, roll down the stairs. Whoop, tackle again, roll down the stairs. I'm like, how long is this going to keep going? And then when it when, when the last staircase came, I just started busting out laughing. I was <laughs> yeah. like, no, this movie is so self-aware. It's great. It's so great. And just like the way that scene ends, and it just again shows their world when they get they crash into the window of the Continental. And the guy comes out, gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. I need to guy. remind you, there's no business on continental grounds. And they're like, oh, yeah. Like, they're they like, just yeah, they're they're like, dust oh. themselves off. Oh, Gee, yeah. Was Whoop. it? Whoops. Bourbon. 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 Was it? Yeah. I love how they realized where they were. They're like, oh, crap. We're on. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. There we go. Uh, there we go. Uh, some glass. Uh. Um, oh my god! Something we should talk about because uh, I know we're doing the two movies tonight, so we're not going to be able to go in as much t- detail as we might like with John Wick too. But something we should talk about is the Neo and Morpheus reunion. Good old uh, Larry Fishburne uh, showing Fish- up out of Larry, nowhere. Larry Fishburne. Larry Good old. Fishburne. Larry. And he he was like the exact opposite of Morpheus. I loved it. Like his character yeah. was just so like interesting to watch, and he didn't really know what he was going to say next or what he was going to do. Like the king of the hobos, Larry Fishburne. It's so funny. He's like, King of the Hope, and he goes down to his underground lair and puts on this, like, silk, like, smoking jacket. I'm like, fucking what the? Rope. Who is this character? Like, who is this guy? To, like, like John, he, he alluded to, like, John Wick and, and Morpheus having some kind of, like, past where John Wick let him live, you know, and he was just like, yeah. you give me my life back, and now I have this kingdom, and I am king. What do you need from me? Oh, well, he needs you to help me and stuff like that. But... Lawrence Fishburne is so compelling, so yeah. compelling when you watch him. Oh yeah, um, it's hard not to laugh seeing him on there. Like not in oh, a bad definitely. way, but like you, he just shows up and you're like, ha! Ah! Like, yeah, that's yeah. literally what I did. I was the only one in the theater. I was like, hey, you, hey, Tim, <laughs> what are you doing here? You getting some Matrix on my John Wick over here, and I kind of like it. Um, I'm just wondering, like, who approached who, and they're like, we gotta do this at least once. Come on, we gotta do this. Yeah, I mean, they haven't been in a movie since. The Matrix, yeah, no, not at all. Which is fucking crazy. Um, and I love, I love his uh, acting depth. Where Lauren Fishburne can kind of, oh, yeah. you know, he can ham it up. He's like, oh, John Wick, blah, blah blah. You know, I have eyes everywhere, you know. But then he's just like, but why should I help you? And it's like, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> those acting chops. He has like a nice like Shakespearean quality to him. He does. Was, he he really, really nice. does. He's, and an he's an just like, somebody get this man a gun. A gun. <laughs> like the way he says gun. The enunciation like, on oh him. Oh my God. Like crazy. each letter was its own word somehow. <laughs> it's weird. Something, something interesting is um, uh, Lawrence Fishburne brings up the fact that John Wick let him live, right? Gave him a choice. You can either chase me or you can, you can chase me and die or you can live. And he does the same thing to Common, too, right? Yep. He puts yeah. the knife and he goes, that's hitting your aorta. Mm. If you take that out and chase me, you will die. Or you can stay mm. here and live. And just leaves. And the look on Common's face. He's, I can't tell if he's Checkmate. like angry or if he's like, I can't, like he's, 
It's like, Grateful. I don't know, this weird, like, focus. Consider a professional courtesy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think professionally he was like, all right, GG, that was pretty good. But personally, he's like, fuck you. GG. GG. you. Yep. Um, oh, man. Favorite like moment from the movie? Oh. Ooh. Oh Hands God. down, it's when he goes into, like, the, goes and does the tasting with the weapons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good Hands Hands down, because I could not stop laughing at that scene. Just how professional that guy was. I know you're a fan of the Germans, but I'll show you. It's just like he spoke about every single gun, like a fine wine or meal. I loved it. And then it gets to the end, dessert. And he's like, dessert. He gets so happy. Oh, dessert. <laughs> he brings the out the knives, cutlery. freshly stoned. Like, I, I mean, you know, I love action scenes. I love all that stuff. But that scene just made it for me just fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Serge? Oh man, I it, there, there's so many really really good scenes this movie, but I have to say, oh my god, I have to pick a favorite. I I want I want to see the ending, but like we'll we'll, we'll get there yeah, we'll only get because it, it it really 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 just just oh my god, it, it felt like the, the the end of like 28, 28 weeks later. Yeah, you know, yeah, where where we're at the end of 20, 28 weeks later, like you figure they have kind of have like a handle of everything, but then you see it's like popping up everywhere globally. Like you see just these angry rabbit zombies just running, running. The camera pans up, and it's and it's in Paris. And it's like holy crap, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, kind of a tie. Any any part with Lance Reddick in it was fucking awesome. The the uh, concierge at the hotel, the freaking oh, guy from yeah. Fringe. In the oh, wire, so oh, that, that good. And he's just like, "Do you bored?" Because he knows he has to go to Rome to do this, and he's like, "No." However, I would take on the responsibility. And then he comes back, Dr. And Walter he's like, Bishop. How, yeah, Doctor Walter Bishop. Walter it's Bishop. like, how was he? And he's just like a perfect guest. And he's just like, like <laughs> he was a good boy. It was great. Does he have um, the same really crappy French accent? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I love, love it. it. I it made it all it. the more. Uh, all much more better. It's, it's, it. it's just like perfect. Um, and Ian McShane in the moment where um, that Italian guy, like the the antagonist, right? He's like, he's looking at him with a book and he's like, come on, like just mark it off. Like he, John Wick did what he's supposed to do, like release him of his marker. And he's just like kind of staring at the book and he's like, just fucking do it. Like, come on. So he does it and then he closes the book and he's just like, he's just like, you brought this on yourself. He just looks at him. And he's like, he was fine. He wasn't back. And the guy was like, he was back. He goes, no, he came back to get revenge and for love. And you brought him back. So now you have to reap what you have sown. And close. <laughs> he's like, he warned you, and you pushed him anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So, or when Lawrence Fishburne too, he goes like, you owe me. And Keanu Reeves just looks at him, right? John looks at him and just goes, you don't want me owing you. And he like descends <laughs> into like, the base oh, bowels of, of hell. So fucking cool. Such a Everybody cool thing. Everybody shit themselves in the theater right when he said it. Yeah. I love how he's still a G in this. Oh yeah. Well, real quick, let's, let's talk about the ending. So the ending. Um, wait, wait. Did, did Chris say the favorite uh, favorite day? Uh, I would say my uh, my favorite moment was when he finally met Sandra Bullock. Yeah. At the house <laughs> after many years of corresponding. Mm-hmm. She's still wearing it, the same Wildcats uh, t-shirt. I, I thought of that. It was a beautiful moment. I, I thought of the lake house um, <laughs> when the bad guy like torches John Wick's house. I'm just like, well. Uh, I was talking about speed. Oh, speed. Well, lake house too. <laughs> um, so, fa- so fast forwarding to, fast forwarding. to the ending, which was uh, my favorite part of the movie. Um, even though, like, all the action was amazing, uh, the 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 acting was top notch. The cinematography, like Dave said, was beautiful. I mm. mean, Western filmmakers really need to stop with the shaky campo crap. I mean, look what John Wick does. We're showing you the action. Like Dave said, nice wide shots. You can see all the action. It's, it's probably because, you know, they do these jump cuts and stuff, as we all know, or for those who don't know, because they have to have the actors in the scene. And not every actor, like Keanu Reeves, goes a distance and does all this training. Keanu Reeves did all this training. I mean, he's been in training for years, to be honest with you. And he yeah. is absolutely decked out for the dungeon. You know, he's got all the trinkets. He's got the, the polders and everything. He's got, like, the crazy gear. All right, he's re- he's leading raids. Okay, this is what Counter is doing in real life. And then he's like, "All right, guys, time to go to Junton and GGs and everything." 
And uh, and then when it comes time to film, he's just like, oh, hey, but everyone's seen that YouTube video or multiple YouTube videos where he's on that ranch and he's training with these guns, with these weapons. And it, and it shows, and then the director is comfortable making these wide shots, showing you all the action in the movie. Yeah. But uh, but so, so anyway, fast forward to the ending where John Wick breaks the cardinal rule of you can't do any business in this assassin world on these hallowed grounds in the Continental, in these hotels. And I love that they're set up worldwide because when he was in America, there's one there and they stumbled into the Italian one and then he killed killed the guy back home it was it was it was crazy i didn't think he was gonna do it because it's just like wait john wick's not stupid but then but like so i think that's a big part of his character too in the beginning um you have the russian mob guy talking about his his um focus right his ability to just follow through and that was ultimately his downfall right he is mm. like, I'm gonna kill that motherfucker. Like, he, that's the only thing that's getting him through all this is you are yeah. going to die. And the guy's like, Oh, well, I'll just go to the Continental because, like, and I'm gonna, I can't, I'm gonna live there because he can't kill me on the Continental. If he does, he's fucked. So he, Keanu Reeves finally, and that's the cool part with Lance Reddick too. He shows up and he's just like, I'm looking for him. He goes, Oh, he's waiting for you in the lounge. And so, like, he goes in the lounge. He's sitting there. He's eating fucking steak and potatoes or whatever it was. He goes, you know what the duck fat. What? He's like, mm, duck fat. Duck fat, yeah. Like, duck oh, fat. yeah. <laughs> you know what the best thing it's about so, here what is? What a pretentious thing to eat while a guy is coming to kill you. You're sitting there eating duck fat. It's like, ridiculous. It's so, it's like, I was glad when you shot him in the fucking head. Yeah. But <laughs> There's a metaphor in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, From the he, chat, we have someone, someone's uh, favorite part, the killing joke mirror room. That's, oh, yeah. That was yeah. actually that was actually really good. That whole sequence was pretty freaking yeah. sick. It's like some crazy exhibit where someone put mirrors and stuff, and like the doors are. And I loved how the director played with like the mirror doors and the mirror walls and everything with the camera right. moving through. I, I thought that was very that was when he was leaving. Really, yeah, that was such a, yeah like, yeah when he was leaving, the camera was coming, but there was a door, and it was like, whoa, these guys are actually there. It's <laughs> ridiculous. It was awesome. It was, it was a well yeah. well shot scene. Well done. Um, yeah, but the uh, so, so you're saying he he did that because like in the beginning the guy said he is of complete focus. Yeah, so being oh okay. Now so his focus because I was like oh he's not dumb. was on killing that, that guy and he didn't care uh, about anything yeah. else. So yeah, it's his right. greatest strength, but it's also his his greatest weakness at the same time. Right, he's completely screwed himself by killing someone on the grounds of the Continental. Ian McShane had no choice but to. <laughs> banish him put him in excommunicado like excommunicado ridiculous so but he gives him a little bit of a head start right so the end of the movie is he meets he has his dog he gets a ride to meet ian mcshane in the middle of like what was it central park was that i don't know it was somewhere yeah i don't know where that was it's it some like nice, really yeah. cool like park looking thing so um, he goes, he goes, I'll give you an hour head start, but that's the best I can do. And and you're only alive because you're only like not dead right now because I will it. And he like looks at a guy, nods, and everyone in the park that's walking, it looks like just like a bystander or pedestrian, stops. Just stops moving. Looking it's at like, them. holy crap. And I'm like, yo, like, like all these people are just like everyone in New York City is just a hired gun is, is what I got out of it. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone. 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 Even Everyone. the little kid with the balloons. Even them. They're all. <laughs> Even the dog. So um, then he starts to walk out, right? And all of a sudden, he sees, like, the text messages going off that's saying he's excommunicated. And he hears it, and he starts getting a little nervous. He's walking, walking. And then he's running as fast as his body will take him. Oh, my. I loved that ending of him so just good. being like, all right, I have an hour for my life and then every single assassin is coming after me and he's just like I'll kill them I'll kill all of them because he's not going to go down without a fight he realized nope. what, he, what he did was stupid afterwards he was like oh crap yeah I did break the cardinal rule and now he has no protection he has yeah. no one to help him out get guns or anything yeah. so it's just like oh crap and that's that's how he got set up he had this whole world working with him to set him up for each individual job and kill so when 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 the king of the kingdom is just like, um, yeah, you're excommunicated now, and you have no help from any of our organizations, so you're done. But you have one hour to live. You have one hour to get or do whatever you need to do. And then as and I, I, like you said, I love that moment where he's just looking at everyone who's getting that message. I love how they had this like old school, doo, 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 like the yeah, old like the whole <laughs> operating system, yeah. Throwing like Fallout PCs and stuff. Great. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's up together. And then he's just like, oh crap, this person, that person. And he just started 
Oh, they got they got to be careful with those Fallout PCs. Those are easily hacked. You just need to know yeah. words. <laughs> you just need to know words. Like some <laughs> of them are stuff like boobs. And, and uh, I love just just the shot of him just starting to get up to, up to speed, and then he, now he's just running. The, the hero just runs out of the end of the movie, and I'm just yeah. like, holy crap! John Wick Three. What is that? What happens to that? Oh man! So like, I was gonna ask you guys what you wanted to see in John Wick Three, but A, since running out of time, and B, I think Keanu Reeves just killed it with his answer. So I'm gonna tell you what Keanu. Reeves wants to see in John Wick 3 because I don't think there's a better answer oh. for it. Uh, he wants it to be like Escape from New York. John Wick is stuck in New York City trying oh, to get out and he's still injured God. and it's like a couple hours maybe past when that, that movie has ended. It's literally him and the dog trying to get the fuck out of Dodge. It's the, it's the division, but he, it's yeah. only him. <laughs> oh my God, that's fantastic. It's the division, yeah. but it's him. Uh, before we fire oh, up the secret yeah. question, I want to ask you guys, I know um, Serge has a method that he has with his buddy about how many Oscars would you give a movie? The most Oscars you can give a movie, uh, it means it's a good one. You can give it negative Oscars if you want. Uh, Dave, how many Oscars would you give John Wick 3? Out of what exactly? As many so, as you I want to say all the Oscars. Yes. All right, wrong answer. I would give this movie about 80 Oscars. 80 Oscars. 80 of them because because uh, of the cinematography, the the action, the framing, the directing. Uh, Keanu Reeves absolutely killed it. Yeah. Like more directors need to look at if they're doing an action movie, you don't have to do the jump cuts. You can get your actor to do the work. Looking at you, Jennifer Lawrence, you didn't, you didn't even want to wear blue. Nonetheless, like want to do any like action. Anyway, you can get your actors to actually do the job. And if they don't want to do the job, I mean, try to find somebody else because Keanu Reeves was totally a hundred percent dedicated to this role. He went, he trained, he like put his blood, sweat, and tears in this movie, and it shows. Cool. 80 Oscars. Dave, how about you? I would give... Oh. No, you, you wait, Jason. You wait, Jason Mack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Similar Sergio, like a high number, like 80 or just all the Oscars. Like good cinematography, Oscars. like good, like very good editing, very good music. The music went along with every oh single scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Love that soundtrack. Just, it just worked, you know, and they just carried on from part one without making it stupid. Yeah. Uh, soundtrack available on Apple Music. Streamed it the whole way home. <laughs> yep. You can't do that. I fucking looked at it. I found it. It was there. Uh, probably on Spotify, too, I would assume. I'm going to give it um, 9,001 Oscars because it was fucking awesome. And it's over 9,000 because I wanted to give it that number. Um, music, soundtrack, acting, um, story, the ability to connect to the first movie, even though it's been a couple years since it came out and like not skip a beat. Fucking phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, gentlemen, let's cue up the secret question. So our first secret question for the evening, that's right, we're going to be doing two, one for each movie. Uh, very brief, very quick. As we know, the dog in this movie never actually got a name. Gentlemen, I want you to name the dog. And we're going to start with Serge on this one. Heimdale. Heimdale. Cool. Dave, what about you? Cerebus. Cerebus. Uh, Doc Chris. I'm going to say John Wick 2, but the number 2. 2. Uh, terrible. The sequel. Terrible. Uh, Jace Mike. Pencil. Pencil. Uh, I like that. <laughs> I actually really like also, that. Also, that's how many how many Oscars they should get uh, for pencil? this movie. Is how many, yeah, how many pencil how many deaths pencils? were there in that movie? That's how many Oscars. How many Tonys? Get. How many, how many Tonys does this movie get? <laughs> Tony, Tony, Tony. Give him all, Tony. all the Tonys. Uh, I thought I'm, I'm going to say what I thought Serge was going to say, and I'm going to go with dog meat. Nah. <laughs> oh, damn it. We missed it. You missed Turn it. Turn the podcast you over. Start it. it over. We missed it. Do it all over. Do it all Take over this. again. We're going to start it all over. Start Sorry to start the timer. We are going to transition into Lego Batman, the movie. Hot off the success of the Lego movie hype train, the Lego Batman movie boasts a comedy all-star lineup including Will Arnett, Zach Galifianakis, Michael Cera, Rosario Dawson, and many more. Holy Giant Profits Batman, grossing $179.4 million worldwide against a production budget of $80 million and a Rotten Tomato score of 91%, it's obvious that the Lego Batman movie has earned the love and admiration of critics and fans alike. How does the movie hold up to the first Lego movie? Will it earn a place in superhero movie history, or is it about as memorable as The Condiment King? Gentlemen, let's get into it. All right, so Lego Batman the movie. Guys, what was your expectation yeah. going into this movie? I knew it was going to be funny and fun. I See, I thought it was going to be funny and fun. 
Oh, I didn't expect it to do as well as it did. Like I knew it looked good, and like Will Arnett's voice, oh man, I knew he was going to sell it as Batman, because his voice. If anyone's ever watched Arrested Development, you know his character. Or has anyone ever seen his cameos in, in 30 Rock, like him and, and Jack Donaghy? <laughs> <laughs> Going back to back, having a deep voice off. Oh my god, amazing. But yeah, Will Arnett killed it as... Like, like they managed to make a better Batman movie in this than a live-action Batman. <laughs> like, it was just so much right? better than what DC has been doing. So much better than what DC's live-action has been doing. They killed it. I I hated it. I well, let me. I always really. I always. Well, what, I lead what off with I hate the movie. What did you think? I I I, I didn't actually yeah, thanks, hate Chris. it. I say I hate that it. I'm lying. Question. I didn't actually hate it. Um, I'm indifferent to it. There's a point, and maybe it's because I saw it literally right after John Wick 2, where I sat down and I was just kind of like, uh, I don't know how I'm feeling so far. And then, like, you know, Zach Galifianakis as the Joker, and I was like, all right, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but then it's just like they got to a point in the movie where it's like it was the, the little, like the middle of the movie, like the most exciting stuff is happening. And I was just like, I think I want to go. I don't think I want to be here anymore. I know wow. what you mean. I know. I know what you mean because I did this movie overall. I liked it, but I also do have problems with it. But yeah, the beginning was amazing. Like they, Batman was just like, yeah, I'm awesome. I, even, even from the opener, black. Every movie starts with black and logos. Lots of logos. I don't know what this company does, but man, that logo is very manly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, that's so good. It takes a piss out of its own self. I love it. And it's very much like the awesome. Deadpool opening. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like oh, similar idea. Yeah. It's making fun that. of itself. So good. And then uh, it does have this law where Batman stops being awesome. They start like kind of like taking the piss out of Batman. It's like, yeah, a lot of movies have been doing that. And a lot of like, you know, funny online comics and stuff like, oh, Batman's a psychopath, yada, yada, yada. But then it's like it kind of keeps going throughout the movie. Mm. And I was like, OK, when is he going to be awesome again? He's gonna have <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just think like, I don't like it when movie. like like I don't have a sense of humor about Batman for some reason. Like, I don't know why. Like, it, like it's just mm. never been like a funny character to me. And like, there are some parts like Will Arnett like throw pull, pulls it off, right? Like he's essentially a, a Lincoln Park kid, is what this movie's all about, um, which is like <laughs> fair, you know. Like, I mean, I guess. And he he does do a really good job, but there are just some things where I'm just like, I don't want to remember like the Adam West Batman stuff. Like, you know, for me, it's 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 Kevin Conroy Batman <laughs> animated all the way. And I while I appreciate uh, the levity Adam West kind of brought to it, and the shark repellent reference and everything like that. I was just kind of like, oh, that was great. I said, I don't know. It's just like. I think I'd rather just a good Batman movie than have to. And it, it just makes me sad that like I have to. This is probably one of the better Batman movies that has ever been made, which is not a good thing. This was definitely better than Suicide Squad. Yeah. Down. I mean, it was, it was better, <laughs> better than, than like it's better than most things. Like, I I don't know. It's, it's just like left a weird taste in my mouth. And it was to the point where I was like, I'm not even going to wait through the end of the credits to see if there's anything left afterwards. I just like they rolled, they were singing, and I was like, okay, time to go home. No, no, I, I get where he's coming. I get where coming, coming from. There was there was uh, the, the ongoing gag of like the Joker and Batman having a relationship was it, it, it went too long. Yeah, when, it was funny in the beginning. It's just like, oh, I'm like, you know, you have to say that I'm your I'm your now I'm your arch nemesis. I'm, I'm your your worst villain. And Batman's like, I have no art. What? No, I like to fight around. It's like, I get it. You know, I like, but to that was the around. hubris. It's like, it was it's literally like his downfall. Yeah, ex it exactly. Paid off but later. Yeah, but then the, the the joke kept going and stuff like that, and it, it just it just didn't work with me. And by that I mean, you know, when uh, when Joker assembles all of the villains and they, they surprise Batman, and they're all like, "Oh, Batman, can't you say you hate the Joker? Come on, can't you say you hate me?" I'm like, "All right, the joke's still going. I mean, it's not that funny anymore." And he's just like, "No, I won't. I won't say it." And they're like, "Oh, come on!" And like, it cuts to the Joker, and he's all like crying and quivering and stuff. I'm like, "All right, this joke is getting really weird now. Really, really weird." It's like, "Come on, just tell him you hate him. Come on, do it." Tell me you hate him. Come on. And I'm like, wow, this is not funny anymore. This is really weird. Yeah. It, has some, it, has some, it has some undertones here that are kind of suspect. It was pretty great. Was I thought it was funny at first. Just because you have, uh, you know, you, you talk about how you can't have uh, Batman without the Joker. You can't have Joker without the Batman. Yeah. And, it's I mean, well, now the saying is, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a it's a play on the tell me you love me. I'm just going to talk like Batman for yeah. the rest of the podcast is what I decided. Yeah. Yeah. Although I will yeah. say like, 
the part that kept me, that made me laugh the hardest at the beginning when he's like, "Come on, who's your who's your real who's your greatest villain?" Superman. Superman. Is white. Like, well, he's not <laughs> even a villain. That was great, and it cuts to like the Batman vs Superman with the red eyes. It's so good. That was awesome. <laughs> the montage so of all of the Batman movies was. Oh yeah! Tremendous. Oh yeah, my good. god, that was that was pretty great. You <laughs> did the so same bad. thing, and you said then 2016, 2007. <laughs> that was pretty funny. No. <laughs> I um I but went like, to, I went to this with very high hopes because I loved I loved the Lego Movie. I was like I when I saw the Lego Movie, I went with two of my friends at like ten o'clock at night, and I was like laughing my ass off from Everything start is awesome. to finish. Um, I will say I didn't like this as much as the Lego mm. Movie, but that's just because like I held the Lego Movie up to such a high standard. I l- freaking loved it. I loved um, it. Too. It was good. Yeah, I I'm, I enjoyed the movie. Um, and I, you know, I take it for what it is, which is it's, it's completely out of the realm of what we've seen before of Batman. So I don't, I don't put it anywhere near the same expectations that I have of there. Um, but I thought it was enjoyable. I actually thought it was probably Michael Sarah's best performance I've ever That's seen fair. him in. He's not a very good Because he actually That's had fair. a person, he actually had a personality. <laughs> it was it wasn't just funny. deadpan Michael Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he he did a he did a really good, good job voicing Robin and like and like you said, like there's a lot of depth to him there too. And he was funny. It was really really funny. His character is Robin. What's your name? Richard Grayson. But all the kids call me Dick. Well, kids can be kids, mean. Kids can be mean. Kids cool. <laughs> <laughs> the humor, the Lego humor is so good. Like go back to, to the go back to, to the the Lego movie. I didn't expect it to be that, but it was just like, oh wow, oh wow. This is really these people have some really good humor. Like like almost like want to get a drink with the people who made the Lego movie. It's like hey, you know, because you would have a lot of fun with those people. You know, it's all about playing on expectations. It's because they're like, you know, these characters, you know what you expect that character to do. Let's do something completely opposite. Yeah, yeah. dude, I I flipped my lid when when the when the Lego Batman went into that that uh, into the Phantom Zone, and then he met up with those other villains, and I was like, oh yeah, this is a WB movie because look, they're like, and he was calling up names like there's Voldemort. I was like, Voldemort, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it was that was amazing killed my brain those other monsters were in the movie so british good. robots exterminate oh uh, yeah the, the daleks i was like no daleks what anything <laughs> is that even anywhere near associated with wb like how did they get how did they get the daleks in there i think i think yeah. what the movie was missing for me is um doing that the live action stuff like that the original lego movie had like i would have loved if um it like zoomed out or something and it was just like will arnett like grown-ass man just playing with legos that was like one of the really cool things i i liked about the lego movie it was just like you know like it was like a story about like a kid trying to like connect with his dad and his dad's being like a little too like overprotective about his like lego metropolis that he like built right um, so I, I thought keeping that like motif going through the movie would have been maybe a little better, like would have kind of grounded it a little bit more, but I don't know. Um, okay. Oh, I'm going have, back into Batman. Voice. In chat. We have someone in chat saying his five-year-old son who's super into Batman didn't even like the movie. Damn. Yeah. Wow. It would have been awesome Damn. to have them like, to have them pan out and have like Will Arnett and Michael Sarah and like Will Arnett's really just Michael Sarah's uncle. Ooh, he's creepy. playing Legos with him. That's creepy. That's about as creepy that. as a grown-ass man taking Whoa. a teenager's ward. That's weird. Still wear the lighter fluke out of him. Just saying. And then they're telling each other they hate each other. Hate each other. play on relationship. <laughs> exactly. Went out for an entire movie. Favorite Batman reference in this movie. Well, that was like the whole like point of the movie, kind of. That's kind of like it kind of went why it went through the whole movie, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. At, at face value, it's great. Maybe. And we all understand it. He thought he didn't need people, but guess what? He needed, he needed people. people. But guess what? He Even needed the he Joker. Needed Even the ninth pack. He needed that too. <laughs> Favorite Batman reference of this movie? Go. Oh my God! It's when they referenced um, all the villains. No, not even the villains. When they referenced like the other Batman movies, he's like, "This would be the greatest plan I've ever had." Like the one with those two boats. No, even better than that. What about the one <laughs> with the parade and the Prince music? Even better than that. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> yeah, good. I was like, "Yo, the Prince music." But yeah, when when, when the name when uh, Joker was naming all of the uh, all the crazy villains, it's like Condiment Man, Condiment Man, and the, and the pilot's like, "Are you are you making these up? Nope, they're all totally real." <laughs> worth a Google. Worth worth a Google. <laughs> worth a Google. <laughs> um, I liked how they had the mutant from Dark Knight Re- Returns or Dark Knight Rise. No, Returns. Yeah, Dark Knight Returns. The mutant king. 
Oh, the mutants? Oh, yeah, yeah. you're right. They Visor. did. It was great with the visor. It was good. It's cool. Or like Bane had like the Bane voice from Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about <laughs> yeah, that. That's awesome. Uh, Clayface was voiced by Kate McCoon. That I liked. Mistaken. That I fucking loved. <laughs> that was great. Um, favorite part of the movie? Mine, mine's just Batman because he's Batman. He's the best. Favorite part? Oh, I would have thought it would have been when he did like the slight Batman squint. That would have been your favorite part. Not enough. They has their guys. I was let down. Hard. I was let down by the theme song. As someone who loves Fall Out Boy, the Batman song kind of sucked. Wait, the Fall Out Boy did the? I, there was that, a that theme was song to Fall Out Boy. That did? was. So yeah. that was the 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 Batman. You know, like the the montage of him kicking everyone's ass, and it's like, who's got the greatest oh, yeah. gadgets? Yeah, that's uh, Patrick Stump from Fall Out Boy. Oh, oh, yeah, I didn't he know does idea, the singing that, voice of it because it actually sounded good. Yeah. Also, that I also had a problem with the audio mixing of it. Hmm. There's no, there's zero, there's zero room tone in the whole zero. thing. Everything was very. What does that mean? Sterile. So basically, uh, everything sounded the voices that like echo that you heard off of each voice was like different of each voice and it wasn't like usually if you have you're shooting something you pick a room tone and it's just kind of like you leave a microphone in the space that you're recording and i understand this is not a actual uh an actual set but you leave a microphone in the room and you just kind of get the white noise of that room so that goes throughout the whole thing so it's a little less jarring um but when you have when people would talk it was the tone that you were hearing was different each time and it wasn't consistent oh, and it was things, things were, yeah, things were kind of in the background when they should have been in the foreground. Hmm. Um, especially that whole scene when the song was going on, it was very weirdly mixed to me. Um, and that's me being an audio snob a little bit, but no, it, no, no, that, that's, that's a good critique is someone like you who has an ear for that. It must be really annoying. Cause you're like, wait a minute. What's, is there a budget behind this? Like who's, who's <laughs> doing, What's happening here? Especially if you're hearing like it sounds different. If it's like uh, so, so you're saying like it, there'll be a certain scene where it sounds like the each voice actor is not being picked up correctly. They all have like different. Uh, there's like, help me out here. It's just like it's like everyone's in a different <laughs> room, and you can tell they're in different rooms. Oh, I see. Which which is probably what happened. Yeah, what which I is seen. true. Yeah, it kind of it it was a little jarring at first. I think like. It, the first few scenes, it, it really bugged me, but then I just kind of didn't care about it too, too much. Yeah. But it really, it, it rubbed me the wrong way. I liked what they were saying. I just didn't like what you were hearing while you were there saying it. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, do you want a Lego Batman movie sequel? Anyone? Nah. Uh, yeah, me neither. I, 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 I nah. can see it happening, but I don't know if, if it can ever top this. I don't think it would be as good. Yeah, I'm excited about uh, that. There was a commercial for the next uh, Lego movie, the Ninja Ninjago. Ninjago. Yeah, um, I'm behind that. I'm I'm with you, Dave Franco yeah. and Jackie Chan. Dude, yeah. The, yeah, Dave Franco, Jackie <laughs> Chan. It's like, all right, who's ready to go save the world and die? And it's just like, yeah, yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> the guy in the background. I was like, that's great. That's so good. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm more excited than that than a sequel of Batman. And again, it was an yeah. movie. I want like, to make uh, a good Batman movie first, and then they can make a sequel. Fucking shots fired! Oh man! Yeah. Well, Zach. isn't uh, didn't they just get the, the guy who directed like Cloverfield and uh, and what's it called? Um, it seems like John Reeves or something like that to to direct uh, the Batman movie that uh, Ben Affleck. Dude, everyone in. just keeps on. Oh. I can't even keep track anymore because they're like, oh, Ben Affleck's out. And then they got this other guy, and then he's out, and then this other guy. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just worried that Ben Affleck was like, "All right, I'm not going to direct this, this monster because I don't know what's going on here." Because it was supposed to be him and that other dude writing the script. So when Ben Affleck said, "Oh, there's no script," it's like, "Wait, you're supposed to be co-writing <laughs> that." So what are you talking about? Oh God, this sounds bad. And he's like, "Well, I'm just going to move to just acting in this thing. I'm not going to yeah, direct which... it because it's uh, too much to do." Yeah, right. Just, you can do that. You did, you did Argo. Yeah, come on, you did Argo. You directed. Now you know what it is. Honestly, it's, it's not that he studio. couldn't direct it. They probably wouldn't let him direct it the way he wanted. Yeah, yeah. it's it's the studio just just mucking things up because they they don't have someone you know who's uh like the, the, the guy at Marvel is is it uh, Feige the the guy at Marvel who's making everything yep awesome. Kevin, Feige. Making, Kevin Feige they don't have well are they supposed to have a Kevin Feige already or yeah, yeah it's supposed to be Jeff Johns who's the fucking Jeff like Johns. he's been writing at DC for fucking ever but he can't like man up and make good things anymore so it can't be <laughs> Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> actually that would be, be awesome. that would be awesome that would be, ama- that that would be amazing Kevin, actually be amazing. I don't know like Kevin Smith I think would be good for like a movie and then like I think he would just like try to just put his daughter in it the whole time 
and then <laughs> yeah but yeah. i think he would put it on things like red track he would shoot a movie yeah. he would shoot a movie do it the right way and regardless of if he did another one it would set a, a good gold standard for what you would see or yeah. or it would just be too reminiscent of like clerks that's kind of what happened in Blackest Night because he wrote. I, I wouldn't mind it. It turned out a lot better than what they're doing right now. But yeah, I'm, I'm mad that they they this the studio really just pushed Ben Affleck to a point where he's just like, I'm just going to star in this. I'm just going to show up and just do my best. It's just like, yeah. oh god, oh no, why? What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, like Marvel is killing you. Marvel is absolutely killing you guys with death. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I agree with uh, with uh, Stealth in the chat. I'd rather have a Lego Movie too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Then, well, then I guess they, they pushed off Lego Movie 2 for this one, which is like so the, the uh, Ninjago sad. or the Batman. Well, I, I was reading like when I was doing the research for like all like the, the monologue writing and stuff, uh, they're they're making a Lego Batman 2, but they, they kind of just like pushed it off a little bit just because I don't know this movie. Wow. Lego Batman. They're already like, uh, oh, yeah, we're going to make another one. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also s- sorely missing in this movie was uh, Channing Tatum and Jonah Hills uh, as the. Right. The they they were in there. And. They were in there? Yeah, Channing Tatum did the the... voice of Superman in this. And then uh, Jonah Hill had... That was Channing Tatum? Yeah, he he had one line as Green Lantern. Because I remember Batman was like, you're having a reunion for the Justice League without me <laughs> and Green Lantern like, and then Superman was like oh yeah it just got lost in like the mail the email or something like that and but that was it and Green Lantern they was like yeah it's kind of like that time that like oh yeah and he realized that like yeah where he like got something it happened you know, to I'm him in space and, and I don't get stuff it. sometimes like that other party we yeah. had yeah <laughs> um, like they had another party well, yeah no they were they were totally yeah. in it they were it was very brief but they were yeah. they were definitely in it I like their awkward dialogue. I think they only had like two sections in the Lego movie, but it was hysterical of Jonah Hill just talking about how much he loved uh, Superman. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. It was uh, yeah. Lego movie's a pretty good movie. I think we all we all agree. Except for that, except for the one joke went on too long. Little, little no, like, I didn't. I didn't. Opinion. I didn't like. It's like, that's movie. like that's like my opinion, man. I respectfully disagree, and I like to tell you that you're wrong. Well, we'll, we'll go through. <laughs> well, let's do the Oscars. Uh, how many Oscars do you give this movie? Let's start with Doc Chris. You know what? I'm just going to even it out. I'm going to say it's nominated, but doesn't win anything. Ooh, bold. Wow. Bold. That's what I'm going to say. Um, just because, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was, it was good, but it wasn't great. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. Good, not great. Dave. You know what? Not, not to bite off Chris, but I have to agree. Like, nominated, but doesn't win anything. I saw John Wick right after Lego Movie, and I had more fun watching John Wick. Okay. Well, I search. Uh, I would I would say it would win an Oscar for Heart. It had a lot one of Oscar and it it, it it yeah it really yeah yeah an Oscar for Heart man it really it tugged at the heartstrings. I mean it brought you back to your when you were a kid playing with Legos and I'm I like I like Batman you know mm-hmm. like he's, he's he's a cool dude and Will Arnett totally nailed nailed Batman like yeah. I think it was oh man it's like he was meant to play Batman and his whole persona his whole asshole's persona was amazing like he's like when he went to the orphanage and he was doing donuts around them like alright who wants free gear from the Batman and stuff like, like <laughs> those, those like, like t-shirt launchers but he shot them all and they had like hats and t-shirts like mugs like yeah there we go and he would flip up into the jet like it's it, and uh, just just with what they did technically with this movie what they were able to to achieve with all the Lego pieces, and you, you for a moment forgot that they were all Lego pieces, and just with the oh, way yeah. they all move and the way they flipped up, and then they were very aware they're made out of Legos because then Batman would be like, "Oh, three pieces, help me build," and it's like, "Oh yeah, look, they're totally aware they're like in a Lego world," which I thought was which I thought was great, and all the monsters and villains, like like Voldemort flying around and doing the Death Curse, just absolutely killed me. I was like, "No, he's doing the Death Curse." That was great, but no, this movie had a lot of heart, and I really, I really liked, uh, I really liked th- these people that are making this movie behind it. It's great, except for that one joke that went for too long. So, so one Oscar from Surge? That's that's one Oscar heart. One, one Oscar heart. It's a big, it's a big Oscar. Just, just to clarify, heart. we gave John Wick two nine thousand, and what do you give him? Just eighty plus eighty is one hundred sixty. Nine thousand one hundred and sixty. Yep. One. Yep. Oscars. And we're giving Lego Batman. We, we gave we gave John Wick a Scrooge McDuck's one. <laughs> we we vault, were giving vaultful vault diving into like a swimming pool. Swimming in Oscars. Oscars. <laughs> and so far, Lego Batman has two nominations and one Oscar. Well, Lego many... Batman has 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 one horse sized duck. One horse sized yes. duck. <laughs> um, Lego. That's the rating. That's the rating I'm giving it. Jay's Mac. Duck. What about you? 
How many Oscars? How many Legos did they use to make that movie? None. It was all computer generated. They get. <laughs> then Trick zero. question. None. Zero. Zero Oscars. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it negative one Oscars to leave it at a solid zero. Wow. Taking away the Oscar. Come on, Greg. Negative no, come one. Come on, Greg. I, I think on, I think Greg. for me this was uh, another victim of a movie that was overhyped by other people. For me. What you think? Yeah. So? Well, for me, like everyone kept being like, "Oh, you're gonna see it. You're gonna see it. When you're gonna see it, you're gonna see it now. It's gonna. It's great. You should see it. See it. See it. Oh, see it. See it. See it. And I was like, "All right, I'm finally going to go see it." And I'm sitting there like I'm. Just got out of John Wick 2 fresh, and I'm like, all right, this is going to be great. And then, like, the intro happens. Oh, I'm like, all right, no, this is awesome. John Wick to go to Lego. And then I was just yeah, like, that, that, that's probably the mistake was. Mm-hmm. That's that's the wrong order. No, well, so I tried, to do the, well, no. I tried to do the other order, but it was sold out in the other order. So at 650 was Lego Batman 2, and, like, I think it was, like, 9-something was John Wick. Like, 9-10 or something like that, 9-15. Um, and then the other order would be a 7-10... John Wick and a 910 Lego Batman. The 650 Lego Batman was sold out by the time I got there. And I got there like 30 minutes early. Uh, so clearly you have a lawsuit against the theater. Yes, it's all the theater's fault. It ruined my enjoyment of this movie. <laughs> a lawsuit. Um, no. But to be fair though, It'll Dave said up. he saw him in the other order and it he it did kind of impact it a little bit. He didn't have as much fun as he did watching John Wick 2. So maybe John Wick 2 is just a, yeah, a I, more fun movie. I don't know. Um, negative yeah, one. Well, yeah, Actually, you know like, what? No, no. I'll be, I'll be generous. I'll be generous. I'm just gonna say zero Oscars, and I'll let him have the one. Just zero Oscars for me. No nominations. Well, Actually, no. One nomination was, like, for Will Arnett as uh, best lead. That's what I'm gonna say. But like, the thing was, like, Lego Batman was funny. Don't get me wrong; it was entertaining. I did laugh a lot watching it. But John Wick Two had more like, holy shit, what the fuck moments. Like way more. I was like, I think I laughed fuck? more at like, John Wick too than well, I did at Lego Batman though. I did. I did actually yeah. laugh more in John Wick than I did, and it's funny too because like, especially when the only person laughing at like s- s- some of the ways he kills people, and everyone else is just kind of like quiet. It's like it's like the best thing in a movie theater where he just like I don't know, just something about just the way like he he just flips people over and sh- and just but not all kills, just some kills, and you're like. Ha-ha. But you're the only one laughing. You learned like, a lot about oh, yourself that? in that scenario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but, yeah that's not bad. Like, I remember it happened uh, in, in The Dark Knight when, uh, <laughs> where uh, where the, the Joker's in, like, that big like uh, the big rig truck, and he's uh, he's driving through or whatever. Well, before he gets the big rig truck, he steals it from this guy. And it's a very, very quick scene, very quick scene, where, <laughs> where he's in the big rig truck, and some guy comes along and he goes, Hey, you can't park here! And the Joker... <laughs> Pops out of the window and blasts him in the face with a shotgun. I'm the only one in the movie theater that's laughing. My best buddy, my best buddy Alex and his family is with me, and because like we're all home for I think some holiday, and then I'm the only one laughing. And then like he looks at me, his family looks at me, and I'm pretty sure everyone else in the theater is like, "Who the hell is laughing at that?" <laughs> I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I'm not saying. God. God. It's like I'm not, I'm not, like Tom like and Jerry. Okay, just like very very quick <laughs> violence is hilarious to me. So it's because yeah. hey, you can't park. And I was like, <laughs> it's like Tom and Jerry. Well, you know, we get to fry and finish, and you get to head blown off. <laughs> I, I have that moment so. in uh, Saving Private Ryan in the beginning, um, when they're like, they're like, they're like <laughs> patching up this dude, and they like save him. Like we did it, we saved him, we saved him. <laughs> you just hear, Ba-tink. Bing. <laughs> it's just like he's dead. You son of a bitch. Give us a chance. I saw. It. I first saw that it was like in history class or something in in We're high all school. Terrible people. And we I like had to like I was asked to leave the room because I was laughing so hard. It was not my proudest for moment, me it was, but I just couldn't stop it. For me, it was ridiculous. Same movie, same scene, roughly, is when um the guy gets hit in the head with a bullet, and he's like, "Slucky son of a bitch," and he takes it off. Another one hits him right yeah. in the skull and like yeah. blows back his head off. Dude, I. Bust, I was like maybe 11 or 12, and I busted out laughing at that part. I just, ah! yeah. yeah. That didn't uh, sound like, not, that sounded more like something else. Mm. <laughs> All right, speaking of something else, it's moment. time for our <laughs> second of two. Two of two, second secret question. You know, I meant to do like an abridged version of that song, and I just like never like I meant to cut it up, secret but I never question. did for this. Are you still using song. the same one? I did? Yeah, man. That's the okay. secret question song. That's what it is. That's what it does. Patent pending. Patent pending. Patent pending. Patent pending. pending. Um, so we talked about Lego Batman two as our our second movie in this double feature Lego Batman double the movie. Feature, you sexy um, gentlemen, what I want to know 
is we had a lot of a lot of good bat references in this movie. We got a lot of good. Do you say bat, bat or bat references? Yeah, uh, frog protection. You say beads or beads? Yes. yes. <laughs> you say beads or beads? Yes. Beads. There's a bunch of beads in the car. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, you say beads or beads. I bought a whole bunch of beads. What do you not understand? Didn't include all of them though. What I want to know if what is a bat reference or bat character that you wanted to see that was not included in this movie? Mm. Didn't throw them all in there. Mm-mm. I can think of one already. I can think of a bunch already. We need all of them. So for me, um, the character Hush, I thought would have been really funny if he showed up. Hush, for those of you who don't Mm. know, um, is his name is Tommy Elliott. He's Bruce Wayne's childhood friend who is fucking psychotic. He saw that Bruce Wayne's parents died and was super jealous that that happened. He got all the money. So Tommy Elliott kills his parents and tries to be like Bruce Wayne and become Batman. I would have loved to see it because I thought it would have been really funny to have someone who's trying to copy Batman in a Lego Batman movie. And just kind of like follow him around, like have like Alec Baldwin do the voice of him, and just have that Homicide same deep voice. Movie. Awesome! I think that would have been a great callback. Um, there's plenty of characters though. Like we only saw one sidekick, right? That's mm, true. Two. Yeah. No Nightwing. No Nightwing. Well, they they, oh, wait, they, no, they no, did wait. a nod to Nightwing. Yeah, they had they a, a little nod. nod. They did a little right. tip of the hat, little, little thing. Um, I think it would have been great if, the, if Robert's, Robin's character would have progressed enough to where towards the end, like the Teen Titans yeah. were being oh born. Oh, God, imagine. Yeah, that would have been awesome. That would have been cool. Lego Teen Lego Titans. Lego Teen Titans. Lego Teen Titans. Stop giving my ideas. Heads explode. <laughs> Lego Young Justice. Lego Young, oh, no, no. Let him, let him concentrate on Young Justice Season 3 first. Let him concentrate. <laughs> let, him, let, him, let him concentrate. It's <laughs> <Don't be. laughs> like you're like so true. Put, put the cat back in the box. Put it in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Let them concentrate. Let them do. <sighs> uh, Amazing. I would like to see a bat bat. A bat bat? So it's a bat wearing a bat mask. Man bat? The man bat? Yep. I thought they showed the man <laughs> bat. Yep. Oh, That's did it. they? I don't, I don't remember. No, no. Oh, no, no. I just no, want a bat. bat. I want a bat wearing like a bat mask. like a normal mask. bat in a bat mask. Yep. So it's kind of like a carrier pigeon, but at nighttime hmm. in sonar. Interesting. <laughs> a bat bat. Red Hood in chat. Yeah. Ooh. See, Red Hood was... I mean... That would have been awesome, but it'd be weird how they do it. Yeah, Dick Grayson just happened. A lot of progression there. A lot of, a lot, a lot of progression, of progression. There. Gonna have Hey, Lazarus hey, dude! Hits. Like they could have done it. Oh, a montage. On, they could have totally it. done a montage. Surge. That would not have been out of place in this movie. Montage. Montage. Uh, Dave, say, did uh, you answer? I didn't answer. Like, um, so it's. I was thinking they. I was hoping they would do it. It's kind of like cheating, but I thought it would have been like great if like. Flash shows up, but it's Flashpoint Flash, and he tells like Bruce to do something. He's like, "Am I too early? Is this the wrong movie? I'm in the wrong movie. It'll be in the next movie. I gotta go back to the next movie." And he it's, it's the same <laughs> shitty scene from freaking Batman v Superman. <laughs> exactly the exact same scene, but he's aware of it. Am I am I in the wrong movie? It's too early. I'm in the wrong movie. He just disappears. And then Wonder Woman shows up with that crazy music pops in. And it just just becomes Batman vs. Superman, but they do like a better version of it. So it becomes like that movie. And he's played by John Mulaney. (laughs) (laughs) Is this the right movie? I don't think I'm in the right movie. Lego, Lego production people for doing DC movies. Let's let's do it. On the CW, they've been they've been doing all the commercials for um the Lego for Lego Batman, and they've been having the characters like Grant Gustin do the voice of Lego Flash in these commercials. Then I go see the damn oh, movie, nice. and it's not Grant Gustin doing the voice of the goddamn Lego Flash. The hell is that? <laughs> it's uh, Raffi from uh, the League, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, I, I like Jason Manzukis as much as the next guy, but like, you know, Grant Gustin, prime, prime opportunity. Prime prime opportunity. You just pronounced that perfectly, by the way. Let's just. I just want to acknowledge the fact that you just said that last name like. Oh yeah, Emily. Emily listens to um, what? Is, how did this get made? Which is him. So I hear his name consistently throughout my day. Oh. So right. if I bu- so if I butcher that on the air, dropped it like it was hot. That, that's it. That was great. Sell the house. Get rid of the dog. The it's all over. <laughs> no more. Sh- Thanks, Jason Manzukis. <laughs> all right, so let's turn this whole sh- let's turn this whole shebang all the way around. Hey, Jason didn't answer. I'm very curious to hear Jason's answer. Like Serge mentioned, Lazarus Pit, but with Rajah Ghoul getting disassembled and then getting reassembled in some, you know, it's <laughs> Legos. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Yes. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Good. Perfect. And with that perfect answer to another perfect. secret question, we're going to call it. That's it. We're out of time, guys. That's all the time that we have for tonight. Aww. This has been issue number 
88 is, has also been our first ever Pat Kitty Funky double feature. So thank you so much for tuning in. Double. 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 double, double, double feature. Double, I feature, almost said double feature. the pleasure, double the fun, and then Dave was going to laugh a little bit, but I didn't. I stopped no, you it. Get sued. So not <laughs> can't, can't say slogan. <laughs> uh, remember to follow us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, any other social medias that you might have, and right here on twitch.tv slash Funky. Also, feel free to leave us a little bit of a little rating on iTunes. Helps us uh, get to know what we're doing right, doing wrong, stuff like that. And now on Google Play. It's great. It's awesome. It's cool. Um, and for those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome. We appreciate And those of you who are coming back, we appreciate you coming back and hanging out with us and, uh, you know, hearing what we have to say on different subject matters and stuff like that. We have a full a jam-packed month coming up for March, so we're really looking forward to it. Hopefully, everyone can come in and join on the fun. If you're listening to us on iTunes, remember to join us live every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, to check out the live show where you can see our wonderful faces. Is there? They're quite wonderful. They're quite great. Um, until next time, guys, we will see you next time, or we will see you another time. Or never. It's not a thing. It is a thing. We're no strangers to love. It's a thing forever.